0: Obviously, I've been watching a lot of basketball recently. Big shouts to San Diego State making the Final Four. Yes, that is Cal State University San Diego making the Final Four. That's a CSU school. So obviously, my brain got running a little bit. Long Beach State, also a CSU school. The same system. What's the difference? San Diego State's got more money. Bottom line. They got a football team, bigger athletic budget, money talks in college basketball. It's always been the case. So what can Long Beach State do? Can they just make more money? Well, not really. However, follow me, boys, and tell me if this is crazy. Very famously, Dan Munson made a large amount of money through Long Beach State men's basketball traveling the country, playing the best blue blood programs they could find. It's a pay for play. You come play us if we're Duke or Kentucky or Kansas, and then we pay that team. Well, it was a big restructuring of Dan Munson's contract at Long Beach State that he was no longer allowed to do that and then pay himself through that, which was the way his contract was. It's not his fault. That's the way they did the contract. Well, guys, Long Beach State needs an influx of cash. Is their bucket of gold not at the end of Tobacco Road right now? Can't Dan Munson go back to the pay-for-play body bag games that got him kind of on the national stage there in 2008 and then again in 2012? At Duke, Beach
1: State, you're saying?
0: Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. They played at all of those places. They got paid for playing at all of those places. Why not go play the country's best and make some money? I don't know. Is that crazy?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I hey, whatever. What first of all, anything Long Beach State could do to get more money into the athletic department, I am saying yes to short of like selling myself personally on the corner. <laughs> like, uh, yes, it is a financial issue. I was thinking about writing a column this week. Um, had the feed decision at Long Beach State gone the other direction, JJ? No, not, I was, not, the any yeah, not, not the, the Andy
2: fee, fee yeah, not the
1: Andy, the student referendum fee, which uh, which they passed, which will help, uh, uh, which they're implementing, I shouldn't say a pass, they're implementing, which will help bring in four and a
0: half million dollars a year to the athletic department. Which Had was almost, not- which is almost exactly the amount that they anst- announced that they were in debt. Yeah. Said, oh, we're working at a $4 million debt. Not surprising that the money they're going to make is around what they said they needed. Yeah, but, uh, you know,
1: had they chosen not to implement that fee, they were looking very possibly at cutting sports or not being a relevant Division One program. And, 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 and I, I, I had a column thing, wait, planned.
0: Hold on. A similar thing happened to Cal State Fullerton and UC Riverside, other Big West schools who have gone through similar things. Like, we thought Cal State Fullerton was going to go D2 a couple years ago. Like, there yeah. were multiple reports on it. So this is yeah. not unprecedented. I just wanted to say.
1: So I had a column in the chamber that was, you know, a tale of two CSUs. Um, let's look at Long Beach State and San Diego State. Now, I know from doing the research on the history books I've done, Long Beach State and San Diego State's football teams were huge rivals in the seventies. Like that was the sort of mid-major football rivalry in Southern California. Those teams truly, truly despised each other. You could get Jeff Severson going about that. When they used to play at Angel Stadium, they would like sell it out, you know, Anaheim stadium. So it, it, it was a huge deal. Now, Financial woes came to the Long Beach State football program and in the 90s they succumbed to it they folded the foot the they folded the football program they've continued to go by CSULB slash Long Beach State and have this identity crisis they uh, had a very small movement to get rid of their mascot successfully removed the name 49ers which pissed off a huge number of donors um and they're sort of like, I'm not going to use any harsh terminology, but they're in a rough spot right, right now financially. And when you talk to coaches over there, there's a lot of anxiety about what the future looks like. Compare that to CSU San Diego, as JJ just said. They decided early on, we are San Diego State. We're very proud of the city we're in. We want to put our roots down. We want to build connections here. They found a way to hang on to their football program. It's brought them a ton of big money donors they've managed to hang on to their mascot so that they haven't had an inter-scene fight with their own donor class in the middle of trying to build a program. Which, and as a result, they have are... the money flowing in to build a mid-major identity and have this success going to the Final Four. It all should be celebrated
0: by everyone. Their mascot way worse than 49er. Completely. All yeah, all do, yeah, absolutely. All, all due respect. <laughs> it, was, no. it was the go-to example, right? It was the go-to example
2: when they said the CSU system is like, we're not going to have any people we're not going to have any mascots that are people anymore we're all going to be like animals or abstract ideas or whatever um but aztec is is definitely that's person so
0: (laughs) it is definitely a person it's also not that long ago that long beach state and san diego state were playing preseason men's basketball games and they were awesome it was like a home and home they kept going back and forth like casper ware has a couple of incredible moments against the san diego state program that's in the final four right now you guys in the final four Four. It's possible.
1: Well, and I just want to, you know, kind of bang my fist on this. Like, you see what have, and obviously, the media market, the fan market, the sports market, very different in Long Beach than in San Diego, right? That's a major city um, with, at this point, really only the San Diego uh, Padres to compete with um, in terms
0: of what's there. I understand. Hey, that Long yeah, Beach don't State's you? In the... Don't you never say an unkind word about the gulls, Mike?
1: <laughs> like, I understand Long Beach State's competing with USC, UCLA. The Rams, Lakers, Chargers, you know, they're competing with these programs more directly than um, San Diego State so is. I'm, listen, no one's going to say that I'm not aware of the limitations around Long Beach State elevating itself. Absolutely. Okay. But San Diego State is a great example of when you're proud of your university and its history and its identity and you invest in it, the good that can come as a result of that. Um, I don't know if you look at the CSU system and the decisions that have been made. I don't know that people would agree that San Diego State is more successful than Long Beach State. I think that the number of applications Long Beach State gets and their score on some of the equity matrices that they put up like that might literally just kind of be what they're looking at. But, uh, but I would say for me be best. Yeah, but I would say for me personally and and that's great. You know, they have they've built up but we've talked about that on this podcast. The reputation academically of Long Beach State is much higher than it was when we went to school there. Um, that was not, you were, you, nobody celebrated getting into Long Beach State when I went to college. It was like, are, did you get into UCLA or are you going to Long Beach State? And as I've told many times, I was in a magnet program at a local high school and graduated with 150 people, 85 of whom went to Long Beach State with me. So we just called it 13th grade. Now it's, it, you know, literally the numbers out there that it has a higher, uh, it's actually harder to get into Long Beach State than it is to Harvard if you look at the number of people who apply and are accepted. So there's a ton of stuff to be proud of on that side, but there is no doubt when you look at the momentum around San Diego State and you invest in your sports program, it will pay dividends to the rest of the campus and you've just got to find a way to cultivate a donor class um, or to pass fees you know, they were the 20, I believe the 23rd out of 25 CSUs and student fees. Yep. Why not? Why not? You know, look, it's great that they managed to keep it so affordable. That's, that's a big part of the reason that I went to school there was that it was so affordable, but you could go from 23rd to 15th, most of, of you know, to 15th highest fees. <laughs> like you don't have to just try and do everything as cheap as possible and then be bummed out at, at the results because, um, There's still huge challenges in front of Long Beach State. They've got to try and find a new athletic director who is, quite frankly, going to be looking at public statements that have been made, like the current interim AD made public statements about how challenged the athletic department is. And you've got news stories out there that it's going to cost you $55 million not to upgrade the pyramid, but just to keep it the way it is with a roof that doesn't leak. So, (laughs) you know, if you have a school that's saying we're $4 million in debt, we don't know if we can find our way out of it. And oh, by the way, our premier facility has got a $55 million repair bill on it. That's not making you the most attractive place to bring in a truly great AD. And so there are big challenges. uh, and, And I'm hopeful that. The right decisions are made. It is a huge step in the right direction that they decided to put that fee in. And hopefully, that's not the only support that's coming to the athletes
2: and coaches uh, and fans of Long Beach State. You're absolutely right, Mike. And I think it ultimately comes down to how much is athletic success contribute? How much does that contribute to the student experience, right? You have homecoming at a basketball game traditionally every year. And so you want your alumni to come back and you want to harvest that donor class and you want to have a connection to the university after you get uh, your diploma and you're no longer going to class, right? You want to have people still engaged and athletic success is what helps people do that. And I just don't think that Long Beach State's been able to have that connection with the community to say, you know, even after I'm not a student here, I'm still going to come back and go to a basketball game. I'm still going to go to a dirtbags game. Um, and and maybe the fee increase will help do that, help, you know, retain coaches and help improve that experience and, and help elevate the athletic programs to where uh, it, that's part of the student experience. It's not just, like you said, getting a better education. It's not just having opportunities to, um, you know, have a better and, you know, more fuller academic experience. I think part of being a college student is also getting a little bit of that, extra special yes. with going to sporting events, being part of a student section, uh, going on the road, like seeing your team play, uh, compete for championships. The men's volleyball team has, has really, really done that for a lot of students, but that's just one sport and, and a, a relatively niche sport in in college athletics. So, um, you know, we'll see if, if Long Beach can kind of turn the corner. Obviously the pandemic had a big impact on a lot of athletic departments, uh, specifically mid-majors. Um, so it's going to be an interesting time over the next decade. We saw um, <clears throat> St. Francis University in Brooklyn completely get rid of their entire athletic department in the yeah. middle of the year, kind of out of nowhere. They were not signaling that at all. And they got rid of every single program in one fell swoop. So um, it, it's definitely a transition time. You throw NIL in the mix. There's a lot of questions there about how how to recruit and, and retain athletes with the portal. So a uh, fascinating time in college athletics to be sure.
0: Well, you guys are talking about it. Investing in your community, investing in your school, having those dividends pay off for you. It's the you for you by you approach. It's exactly what we do with the 562.org. This is obviously oh just my God, segue,
1: God, JJ Fidler.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause.
1: Round of applause.
2: Oh,
1: my goodness. Wow. Look at it. The sun is out. It's been raining all day, but the sun just broke through the clouds with the power of the segue from
0: JJ. Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Well, we are thrilled at the way the community has responded for our baseball fundraiser. Uh, Tyler, um, you know, obviously all of our sponsors deserve to get shouted out, but uh, especially the readers who showed up immediately and answered the call when we yelled.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we were we're obviously looking for for sponsors for for all of our coverage and our various different sports and the schools that we cover. Uh, you know, we put a call out to to our readers to help us, um, you know, support our baseball coverage. That's one of our biggest, most popular sports. We've had uh, some success uh, in baseball recently, and um, just want to thank everyone who's already contributed. We'll keep that up um, through through baseball season until we reach our goal because. You know, really everyone that chips in, you know, five, ten bucks, it really does help us, you know, make sure that we have photos at as many games as possible, that we're getting out and doing highlight videos, especially in the playoffs. If we want to travel on the road, it's it's not free to do that. You know, we have freelancers that we work with, some really, really talented people that we want to to send to games and have more comprehensive coverage of these sports. But the only way we do that is to to have the money to to send those people out. Um, I, I hope everybody's been enjoying the the four k cameras. Um, that we've integrated this year and started using um just to increase the the quality of our highlights um you know but all of that obviously takes money so thank you to everyone that's chipped in and um if you if you haven't yet we we've posted that on social media it'll be in all of our baseball coverage this year a uh, link to the gofundme um but mike i know we, we also have had some people step up and, and really want to make a a bigger impact to make sure that that coverage continues on and it's at the level that people expect from the 562
1: Yeah, a huge thank you to uh, Megan Kerr, city councilwoman in Long Beach, um, who stepped up to sponsor our softball coverage. Uh, Chris Steinhauser, former superintendent of the Long Beach Unified School District, is going to be the title sponsor for baseball. But as Tyler said, we are still getting uh, donations into that GoFundMe, which are still needed. Um, We would love to like maybe not be stressed out about whether we'll be back in the fall uh, going into summer would be great. So please continue to donate there. Um, also, we had an anonymous donor step up to sponsor our badminton coverage with a very generous donation made uh, in honor of poly coach uh, Steve Mechna. So thank you to that anonymous donor. I know he's not anonymous to me, but uh, does well, not want to be publicly for that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, just a, a big thank you to those sponsors for sure. And, um, you know after we get a couple weeks more down the road here we will be starting to look at our every school and every sport for the 23-24 school year so please if you are interested um grab us in person reach out to us via email um, our first names at the 562.org hit us up on social media whatever but uh you know the plan is this is our 5th year we'd like that to um be the first five of many 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 years and we we do need your support to do that so
2: Yeah, absolutely. And a a busy spring season. (laughs) wanted to shout out a couple more of our sponsors as we roll through the coverage. Um, Thank you to Dan and Desiree Gooch, sponsors of our golf coverage. Wanted to thank the uh, Long Beach State Tennis Boosters uh, for sponsoring our tennis coverage. Uh, also, uh, International City Plumbers, our recent sponsor that came on sponsoring all of our standings and uh, ranking stories that'll go through the end of, of next school year and hoping to continue that. So every you know standings box that we put up, you'll see their logo. And so thank you to International City Plumbers for their support there. Um, and, and really, guys, what's the number one thing that we get from people on social media or people to see us in person? What do they want? They want us at more games, right? They want more coverage. Well, Listen, if we didn't have to spend any of our time asking for money, reaching out to potential donors, trying to fundraise, we would have more time to cover sports. So it's it's not just having more money to, you know, send freelancers, you know, pay interns, all this other kind of stuff. It's also to free up our time to bring you more of what you want from us, which is local sports coverage. So, thank you to everyone that's contributed We will continue to have this messaging. This is the life of a nonprofit. Got to make sure money's coming in to make sure we can continue to grow and provide the award-winning coverage that Long Beach deserves. So thank you, everyone. And uh, this isn't the end. It's just a a nice (laughs) milestone along the way as we continue to make this thing work.
0: It's a a one-to-one, and we always say it, right? If you give to it, it will give back. The more money we have, the more stuff we can cover, the more ability we have to cover stuff that keeps getting rescheduled. We had (laughs) the schedule laid out perfectly, guys. It was going to work great. And then all of a sudden, we've got 17 things happening Ah. on the one sunny day within that week. And, and, And that affects everyone. It affects the kids. It affects the coaches and the administrators, even the school. You know what I mean? Sometimes these schools are set up to host these events. while one bus brings multiple teams to an an event. Can't do that if this stuff keeps getting rescheduled. And we've dealt with a lot of that this spring with all of the rain moving um, baseball and softball. Heck, so much rain, it's moving Long Beach State indoor events. That's how much the rain has been affecting the schedule. So we just have to take a moment and appreciate how hard some of these people are working. Big shouts to Lisa Ulmer at the more league offices. Obviously, big shouts to like some of these baseball coaches, Coach Yekle out there at Lakewood. He's just <laughs> Carl from Caddyshack at this point. He's just the groundskeeper trying to make sure all the goofers aren't making too many holes in that outfield. You know what I mean? Like everybody's yes. working right now. It reminds me of the way everybody circled the wagons after COVID to make sure these kids can play.
1: Yeah, and I mean, knock on wood, man. I'm looking at a 10-day forecast with no rain in it for the first time in three months-ish or something. I did actually, uh, as you guys know, I get very into random statistics, uh, and I am a bit of a weather watcher. This is the third rainiest march in the history of Long Beach.
0: Thanks, nerd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but let me just say, as both someone who's uh, trying to cover a lot of baseball and softball games with you guys, but also someone who's trying to coach his son's uh, AAA baseball team at Los Altos, not really easy to do any of that uh, when it's raining just like three days a week for the entire month of March, which just like literally has not happened since 1982 uh, <laughs> in the city of Long Beach. So it's been a challenge for sure. Um, I covered a game last Friday that it was the third date that the game was supposed to happen. Um, We're recording this on a Thursday at the end of March where all of the games that were supposed to happen today have been canceled. Um, In fact, uh, yes, and I'm thinking, okay, cool, I'm not missing anything. And then the game that I'm supposed to coach also got canceled. (laughs) So like we just like every day you just wake up and you're like, are we on or are we not? And, uh, you know, shout out to all those people making it happen, like J.J. said, but also uh, shout out to you guys and our photographers uh, who are battling with all of these reschedules and, you know, telling people, oh, yeah, actually, it turns out I can't make it, whatever else. J.J.'s trying to move. Get ready ready to move. Uh, My van broke down while I was at a rescheduled baseball game. It's just been a real interesting spring
2: for the whole sports world here in Long Beach. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the first day I've felt uh, well enough to not be in bed all day. So uh, you know, just sprinkle that in there. We're all we're all we've all got our challenges (laughs) we're working through. I think mine's the the easiest one to cope with. So I'll I'll put my hand up. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) But uh, also, it's fair to say it's it's not just that it's raining. The other thing that's been a problem is a result of the rain with the field conditions. So I think a lot of people have questioned like. Why? Why aren't we playing? It's beautiful and sunny for the rest of the day, but you got to understand if there's mud, if there's standing water, um, so if fields are not leveled. Um, and especially with so many teams sharing these outfields at these campus fields, it's going to be tough to keep those in pristine condition with all the drainage. And, and it's just a problem that we don't normally run into. To Mike's uh, Statabasio point about how just how uh, rainy it's been, this is just not something that we would expect to happen. And more often than not, we're just able to cruise through the season. So really, it's just um, we've been spoiled for so long that the one year things go wrong, we kind of freak out a little bit.
1: We're about to hit seven inches of rain. In March, that has not happened in Long Beach since 1982, 83, and it had only happened one time prior to that in uh the 70s. The, these are the LA Almanac stats, they go all the way back to 1948. That is uh that is exactly how rainy it's been this March. So if it feels like things are more hectic than usual, the answer is. They have been. None of us were alive the last time it rained this much in March.
0: (laughs) It's also very nice to know that there is no precedent here, even if there have been other really rainy springs. More league baseball and softball have never canceled games. They've always been in a reschedule situation. But if we just keep rescheduling, the only inevitable conclusion to that is a bunch of really important games a lot closer together. I think we would all point to Milliken having the advantage in softball because they've got the top two pitchers in Victoria Byram and Ava Schaffel who can go back and forth. If you're going to have to play two big games in a week, you've got two pitchers looking at the more league baseball situation. We don't have the Ionson Patton Royal pitching staffs that we had last year in more league baseball, Wilson, Polly, Milliken and Lakewood are all Pitching staffs that have guys who can be aces, but who have yet to, uh, shown that they can do that on a, uh, you know, multiple game, multiple season, uh, tilt, not going to be able to find that out this year, right? You're not going to be able to pitch two games in a week. However, who do you think has the advantage going forward now that we might see a situation, for example, next week, where we've got two days of the top four teams playing each other on a Monday and a Thursday.
1: Well, I I think it was a pretty big statement when Polly had their week where they were able to beat uh, Milliken and Wilson in the same week. You know, um, that is basically the answer to your question is who's got two guys that can win games in a single week? Um, And usually we don't really get an answer to that question until the playoffs because you don't have two significant league games. The fact that they were able to throw a complete game shutout against Milliken and then come back against Wilson, give up a couple of runs, but have the offensive explosion to kind of win in a totally different way. Um, I'm I'm not, I I wouldn't say that. I think that makes them um, the front runner, but they are in first place right now and have proven that they can kind of handle the schedule disruptions you're talking about. Um, Even as they're dealing with their coach being on administrative leave and uh, you know, uh, uh, obviously interim coach Curtis Thompson doing a great job, as is the senior leadership of that team, which, we talked about in our preview that was kind of the strength of the team was they've got a lot of guys who played um, and who you know coach uh, Brent Lavoy felt comfortable kind of handing the reins over a little bit too in terms of the offseason because of how
2: good of a, a group of leaders they have. Yeah, that's that's been my read as well, Mike. I mean, it's just I, I think we talked about it earlier in the year. We knew that there was going to be a lot of young players in the league this year. We knew that there wasn't going to be the the ace, right? We didn't think that there was going to be that guy. The last year we had. You know, several with, aces with, with like four, four, four aces. Yeah. and so we we knew it was going to look different. And so it was like the team that could kind of keep its composure, the team that could play loose, you know, and not go out there and make tight mistakes where they're, you know, maybe gr- holding the ball a little bit too long on a throw or you know just trying to make a, a spectacular play when it's just the easy play that you have to make. And uh, and Polly's been that team. They have been the more relaxed comfortable team, even when they're on the road, seeing them at, seeing them play at Millican, seeing them play at Wilson. They really took the game to those teams. They really bounced back as, you know, it's, it's easy to look at them as the underdog because they were the fourth place team last year and took a step back. But they took a step back from winning back-to-back league championships for the first time in school history. And so they did really have some talent on that team. And so it was easy to kind of forget about them after last year. But to your point, with the senior leadership that they have, they have the most experience and have also been playing looser and freer because they didn't have any expectations on them. And it's it's worked out so far, and, and there's still plenty of work left to be done, um, but I, I've definitely been impressed with the Jackrabbits, and I I would say that they're in the driver's seat, especially because they've had multiple guys pitch, pitch well, Jacob Mason and um, Lucas Scott. So it's not like they're tied to, oh, we need to have our right. guy uh, in every game because they don't necessarily have that guy, and I wouldn't say that any team has a particular one arm, but Polly's just uh, limited their mistakes better, and they're really letting it eat at the plate.
0: Letting it eat. You got to stay loose if you're going to play good baseball and softball. We are going to have some great games coming up in the next couple weeks. But these schedule changes are also going to create even a crazier finish to just the spring schedule in general. We are always got like track, swimming, golf, tennis, all of these league finals all come down. You, you can
1: you, you can throw the beach volleyball pairs tournament yeah, in, in there all this in year. In there. Yep.
0: And will come down at the same time, and we're always like, man, it is a sprint to the finish after a marathon of a year to get to the summer. Well, if we have all this stuff rescheduled, it's going to be even more packed with crazy stuff going on. I mean, think about this, right? We are year to year talking about these great storylines and these great student-athletes who deserve all of the love that they get and more in this incredible sports community that is in Long Beach. But then there's also stuff happening in Long Beach that's just like a national story. Wilson Boys Swimming is going to try to win a 50th, yeah, I'm 50, (laughs) 5-0, a California record 50th straight league title this year. Polly Boys Swimming trying to stop that. That's like a national story, and it's just also running here in the spring that we've got coming up man it, it is crazy and it is also just crazy to think about the amount of history that polly and wilson in the track in swimming and all of this stuff i mean almost a hundred years of doing this back and forth is just it's daunting to think about sometimes i cover the polly wilson swim meet at polly that might be the last one In that uh, Pete uh, Pete Archer center there, their aquatic natatorium on campus at Wilson, uh, because they're going to build a new one outside at Wilson, so it could be the last one inside at Wilson, and just looking up at the board of the records, man, the names on the wall in that place is just, God, there is a reason why Long Beach Aquatics is world-renowned.
1: Well, you don't win 49 consecutive league titles uh, on accident, maybe 45, you know, but when you get to 49, (laughs) you know, you've got some consistency and some greatness. Yeah. I think the biggest win we've had as sports writers is the more league track finals uh, being on the same day as the more league girls swimming finals this year, not the boys swimming finals, because that switches back and forth every year. And you you need two people to cover the more league track finals. That is a, like a seven hour event with a bunch of kids who are going to go in CIF championships a couple of weeks later, but you're going to need three people to cover the boys, <laughs> the more league boys swim finals <laughs> this year. And I'm glad that we're going to be able to do that uh, because it is just going to be an
0: absolute scene. As JJ said, I I mean, we, we, we heard uh, hold, on, from, hold on. And yeah. it's going to be at LBCC. Yay yes. Shouts to everybody Lisa Ulmer at More League. Obviously, Randy Tutor. Randy LBCC. Tutor. Thank you, Randy. Uh, the athletic facility out there is just state of the art right now. And for them to be able to. Guys, we are going to see some serious records fall because this will be the fastest pool to ever host the More League individual swimming th- or the team swimming finals. That's it. It's faster than the Cabrillo pool. It's definitely faster than any of the other pools that were in the Belmont or on campus, bro. This pool is quick, and we are going to it's see the some deepest running. water. We're going yes. to see some waters. We're going to see some crazy waters this year.
1: It's uh, it's and it's also first of all, great working environment for us because there's a huge deck that we'll be able to be operating on, and then the crowd is elevated up behind the pool to where it's just going to be an absolutely insane scene. Uh um, I cannot wait to get to uh, to, to go be it, over there. If you want it's if you great. want a little
0: bit of a preview of what those swim meets can be like, make sure you check out the highlight video from that Wilson poly meet I just mentioned last week. Uh so loud it hurts your ears, but it's the right kind of loud.
2: So. Did you bring your earplugs, JJ? Did you take did you heed my advice?
0: Nah, man. I I'm, I'm working on a real nice case of tinnitus. I don't want to mess it up now. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge sports fan who loves music do you think my ears are not just like yeah, yeah, holding yeah. on by a thread right now <laughs> Just out there rod dogging 90 decibels in the <laughs> <laughs> and, and the grand prix coming up too baby Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This this, is the the podcast in the first week of May is going to be great because it's going to be Tyler and I talking like this
0: and JJ talking like this. No, I'm just (laughs) going
1: to sound
0: like Archer. (laughs) 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 Ma, ma. Speaking of the Grand Prix, we cover everything that's athletic here the 562.org and beyond anything that local schools are doing. We've got that at long beach post. we we'll obviously do it with the grin gazette as well. And the grand prix is coming up. So we're going to have preview stuff of that as well as coverage of that weekend, a spotlight on long beach. Unlike any other, we love grand prix weekend because our city just looks amazing on television. And it's awesome that once a year, everybody else in the world gets to realize that. But first and foremost, obviously, we've got baseball and softball coverage coming up. Please make sure if you can donate to that baseball fundraiser. Mike said it in the in the first post, and he's absolutely right. If we get one percent of our fandom to give just a couple of dollars, we won't have to ask for money again for a really long time.
1: Yeah, we could just kind of focus on covering sports, which would be great, um, guys. We've got way, uh,
0: we've got a huge readership. It just takes a little bit from everybody. Please do yeah. what you can. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Is this the end of the podcast?
0: Yeah. If you're a Long Beach State
1: person who listened all the way to the end of the podcast and you're upset that we were saying things about the university and how they need to get their stuff together, uh, your school owes us $4,000 still. So... (laughs) (laughs) Let me just go ahead and throw that out there. If JJ wants to cut that out. You can cut that out, but uh, but I'm not going to hear any uh, angry voicemails from any uh, employees at Long Beach State until uh, the money that until bills was, are paid was was pledged to us 12 months ago. So some, some, people, worried some <laughs>
2: people worried about four million dollars. <laughs> some people worried about four thousand dollars. And by the way, it's still beef with your parking department. Just so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still beef. It's always up. It's always up with
1: parking enforcement at Long Beach State. It never comes down. <laughs>
0: <to on> <laughs> oh, man. You come here for your sports updates. You come here for your inside jokes. You come here for everything. <laughs> <all> you. You. <laughs> for 562. We absolutely love you, Long Beach. We'll see you in the stands whenever these games get rescheduled, too.